Welcome in to the Fortress of Comicitude podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Kylie. This here is a top five list. It's something we do from time to time because 10 is too long. And top five supporting characters in comic books is the one that we are doing today. Uh, we're playing real kind of fast and loose with supporting characters. Basically, we're just saying, you know, characters that typically don't have their own comic book title. Um, and uh, we're, we're, we're trying to exclude villains because that's a list for another day. Um, Mary's looking surprised. I hope her list not is full of villains. <laughs> no, okay. it's not actually. Okay, um, I just thought you were gonna say doesn't include indie comics, and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> no. Uh, what was kind of your criteria, Mary, for the list? Um, like, what do you consider a supporting character? I guess people that don't typically have their own title. Um, mm-hmm. they can be on a team. Sure. Yeah. But typically, they wouldn't have their own title. So, yeah, same here. Because there was one I really wanted to put on the list, and so I don't know if you guys did, but I, it, it, if I would have counted him, I would, I would consider Dick Grayson like the greatest supporting character of all time. I'm, but I'm right I, there with you. I excluded him because I'm like Nightwing, more than not, has his own book for but the that most. Part. I almost did Tim Drake. I would have been Tim, and and uh, Dick would have been. See, Tim, I think is free game. Mm, I, yeah, I, he had his own comic he, for a long yeah. time, and he and he was on Teen <laughs> Titans. He was like the leader of the Teen Titans, leading like the New Fifty Two. So. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I put Tim in my honorable mentions, so he's not on my list. But okay, he's like, in my honorable mentions too. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have, no have, no have beat you up. <laughs> I wouldn't have beat you up over Tim. Like okay. I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have fought against that one. As, as then can hard. I switch one of mine to Tim? <laughs> <laughs> I will switch. Oh. <laughs> Kylie, what was your kind of criteria for the list? That same thing. Basically, same thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty self-explanatory, but that's... But I mean, I trying to get some inspiration here, looking at other people's lists, like Jimmy Olsen's on there all the time, Lois oh, Lane's yeah. on there all the time. They've had their own books. Yeah, that's yeah. why we go, like, typically, right? Yeah. I mean... Alfred's always on there. Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen might have the greatest comic book covers of all time. <laughs> if you're ever bored, just Google covers for Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen from, like, the 60s, dude. It was the most wacky Silver Age shit. There's literally one issue of Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen where Superman is upside down for no reason and everybody else isn't. And they're like, why is Superman upside down? He's like on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like stupid like 60s nonsense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It There's was, a lot of stuff like that. It was a great time. Back then. Okay. So, yeah, we'll do. Okay. Well, no one else had honorable mentions, but. We'll we'll go through our top fives and I'll put. A, I had like three or four honorable mentions that I'll save for the end. So Mary, yeah, your number five supporting character in comics, Black Canary. Black Canary. Oh, that's a good one. Yes, that's a really good. One. I know she's in Birds of Prey, but yeah, I more so thought of her as supporting character for Green Arrow. That's fair. So. I mean, I mean, she's like, had her own book. Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean, she's been on the JSA and stuff too, but yeah. I mean, she, she's a supporting character, oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Why Black Canary? Um, don't you dare say because I like her. Because I like her. Um, because she is kick-ass, and I think that she does a great job putting like Green Arrow in his place. Oh yeah. Um, and that—that's basically why I picked her. Yeah. And she's like one of the best like hand-to-hand combatants in the DC yeah. universe, which is like pretty kick-ass yeah. actually. She's cool. She's cool. I like that she has a superpower, but most people like don't make a deal of it because her, her superpower isn't really like doesn't at, define her. It's not at the forefront of like yeah, like she's more of like a, a martial artist, like a, like yeah. a, a like MMA, like she just kick. She's a kickboxer. Yeah, like she has the canary cry thing, like she can like shatter your eardrums, but like they don't overuse it. It's when I think of her, that's like one of the last things I think of. Like oh yeah, she does have that power. Like yeah. and yeah, I really like, like she'll her. Just, she'll kick your ass is more what it yeah. is. Yeah. I really like her as a mentor in like Young Justice and stuff. So yeah, the version of her in Young another, Justice is great, and and, and her and Ollie are are great yeah. together because like their relationship in comics is one of the ones I feel like at least when it's written well, it feels like a real relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes, more than yes, very much. You know, they they joke around with each other. They also treat each other like shit from time to time. Like it, it just it feels like something that's more real than like, hey honey, how you doing? You know. <laughs> so, Kylie, you're number five. Mine is actually the only one I think here that's from a, like one of the big two. Oh, okay. Mm. 
Um, I have one that's not. <laughs> I have one that's not. That was also my criteria. I'm like, I know you guys are going to be like Marvel DC and yeah. whatnot. So, um, mine is Bob, agent of Hydra. Okay. Hung out with. Are you guys familiar with this character <laughs> no. at all? No. Hydra Bob. <laughs> Hydra. He was Bob. even in the the Deadpool movie. They he wasn't working for Hydra, of course. Mm. But it's the guy at the end of the first one who's like, "Hey, Bob, what oh, do you?" That's yeah. that was that was. He's him. Like, I haven't seen you since since TGI Fridays. Yeah. yeah. He's like putting <laughs> the sword away. He's like, yeah. So he just knocks him out and doesn't kill him because uh, they're, okay. they're, they're buddies basically. That's the only Marvel or DC out of everything that that's the supporting character that makes your list. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's just it's just okay. it's he's just a fun character. Gotcha. Uh his wife gave him crap for not being able to hold down a steady job, so he joined Hydra. Mm-hmm. Thinking, like you do. thinking that he'd have a stable career and a dental plan. But he was <laughs> he was disappointed to find That's out that Hydra wants. does not offer full dental. <laughs> That's all he wants, full dental. Uh but then he ended up hooking up with Deadpool and going on wacky adventures with him they went to the savage land and they became pirates together and all sorts of stuff oh, so he's okay. he's kind of a deadpool supporting character oh okay right on. he's he's awesome you look into hydra bob is he a character that shows up fairly frequently or kind of everyone he did so in well? the daniel way stuff quite a bit okay all right my number five uh my number five is a character that was basically the the woman of my dreams when I was a young child. Lois Lane. No. Um, <laughs> uh, Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. Uh. And it's because, I mean, I, I've mentioned numerous times, I got into comics through Spider-Man and everything. And my my va- my favorite version of Spider-Man is still the version that I read first. That was the 30s Spider-Man that was married to Mary Jane. That was a little bit older, a little more, you know, notches on his belt and stuff. But like, you were just almost like jealous of him. Like, oh, he married the supermodel. Like she's like Mary Jane is is gorgeous. She's got a kick ass personality. She's a party girl, but she's also like very supportive of Peter. Like she's she's always the one that's like, nope, go do what you have to do. You know, and like she I don't know. I, I was just like, this is like the perfect woman. I remember like as like a thirteen year old being like, God, like how the hell did he end up with her, you know? <laughs> and I, I like uh you know most versions of mary jane but that's my favorite version of her it's like the one that through that period that when they were married and everything and she was doing the supermodel thing and especially if she was i mean i mean most people draw her very sexy but there's certain people that draw mary jane that's just like oh man that's a, that's a gorgeous drawing Campbell. right there campbell's one of them man so <laughs> she, she was close to hitting my list mary jane watson man she, she was just, also close to hitting mine yeah okay good well good because she's 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 pretty great um but she's, I kind of figured you no were going to do it, so. She's, yeah. no, she's no, no Bob. Bob. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think some people could make a case for Gwen, but like for me, with Gwen, there's just there was never enough there. Yeah. I think they've. I they've, thought about her for a quick second because I'm yeah. like, well, but Gwen, and then I'm like, eh, she. Wasn't they've worked really harder over time to like kind of retcon her more of a personality, but like in in the in those old comics, she really didn't have much of one. I think that's kind of why people fans like went more towards mary jane it's like no she really did have like she, i don't know she was more fun to read about she was always had stuff go like gwen stacy was just a good girl like she was just a good sweethearted person but she wasn't interesting mary jane was the one that was like out in the clubs at night and the one that always like let's go dancing let's go do this and so yeah, yeah. love love mary jane mary yeah what is your number four uh carol ferris oh shit yes miss ferris star sapphire Ferris? Yes. Airways? Or whatever the hell it's called? <laughs> I don't know. What is it called? Ferris? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Forget You know. Air <laughs> Air Force? Air something? I don't know. Ferris, no, it's just Ferris Air. That's what it is. It's Ferris Air. Oh. I was like, it's Ferris Air or something. It totally like, left no my ice. brain. There is no something. It's just Ferris Air. Carol Ferris. Why? Um, Because it's kind of the same thing with Black Canary. Is that like, she's really good at supporting... Um, Hal Jordan and mm-hmm. you know she's the love interest obviously as well and she puts him in his place and mm-hmm. it, it's basically the same thing I just really like her yeah I know we were kind of I, I probably know the answer to this because we were kind of trying to like exclude villains and stuff but do you prefer the good Carol Ferris that is more the love interest for Hal or the the, the more evil Carol Ferris that 
when Star Sapphire was kind of the villain. For... Um, I never knew her as the villain. Okay. I've always known her as the supporting love interest. The Jeff Johns version. Yeah. The Jeff Johns version is the better version. Yes. <laughs> when isn't it? No, exactly. I mean, for I mean, yeah, probably ninety eight percent of the time. I, yeah, Carol Ferris can't argue with that too much with her. That there's there's times that I wish they they would do more with her because I think she yes. I think she's a good like nugget of a you know what I mean an idea like there's there's a good character there but I don't feel like she, even with Jeff Johns I don't feel like Jeff Johns had Hal Jordan out in space so much that I feel like they didn't get to explore Carol as much as they probably should have but like there's a lot of times where I'm like where there are arcs that are more focused on her where I'm like oh she really is good yeah. I love in like the new Guardians run and in the new 52 where she like helps Kyle train to like learn how to use the other rings and stuff like that mm-hmm. like oh she, she's a good character I wish she's a good I wish character she's more. a good also God, like I forgot. I, that no was nonsense good, that was a good series Green Lantern New Guardians, Guardians? yeah it's new one Guardians. of the best yeah. oh dude that whole thing of like Kyle Rayner becoming the White Lantern, having to learn all the rings individually. Kyle's kind of my favorite. Oh, he, like, Kyle's great. It, it, it's real close. Like I love Hal, but I mean Kyle's like right there. Like they're real, and I loved Kyle as the White Lantern. I wish they wouldn't have changed him back to green because I'm like that made him different. Yeah. I'm like he's the one that could use all the fucking. He's like, the special. He, he one. can use the whole specter. I like that he was man. an artist and he would come up with awesome constructs. Yeah. And, yeah. And he always had like the coolest costumes and yeah. shit too. Yeah, his was never just like the like traditional like you know mandate core uniform. I guess Guy Gardner had like the Letterman jacket and shit too. But you know, and yeah. the bulkhead, <laughs> the sexy <sighs> bulkhead. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Rayner doesn't count as a supporting character because he was a lead man for a long time. But mm-hmm. Kyle Rayner's a kick-ass character. <laughs> Kylie, what is your number four? Mine is um, from Saga. It's the bounty hunter, the will. With okay. have you guys read Saga at all? No. Nope. Oh my god. Oh. My god. I was actually waiting for that uh, compendium to come out, and it's it's out now. I just yes, haven't. I haven't got it yeah. yet. But uh, it's it's so good. Um, basically, the the rundown of Saga really quick is these two planets that have been at war forever. Um, you know, one of one of the guys and one of the girls. They it's fall like a Romeo, it's a Romeo and Juliet, Juliet type space. thing. Yeah. That's the pitch I've always heard. She gets pregnant. They decide they don't want to raise this girl in, you know, war. So mm-hmm. they decide to take off and go live their life. But a lot of people don't want that. So they send people out to kill them. And the will is one of these. It's like they're like running away. Like desertion. Exactly. Yeah. Or... Yep. And that and that the two of their, you know, the people on the opposite sides of. Plus they're they, having a they child. They created together. like an evil offspring of the two of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the will has gone after him and he has um, there's another bounty hunter. He doesn't know that has been put on the job too, called the stock. And she's mm-hmm. kind of this sexy spider thing. She's okay. got like this kind of human body, Ooh. but she's got these big spider back end with the legs and everything. Spider and they booty. used to be they used to be a thing. Mm-hmm. So now they're going after the same bounty. And, you know, that kind of puts a. Puts a little damper on things. It's it it's you guys need to read Saka. It's it's up there. <laughs> it's good. Okay, my number four is the most like recent character, like the newest character on my list, and it's one that I was really surprised that I liked as much as I did. Um, in 2015, DC did a really awful event called Convergence. Um, which is really bad, but in some of the tie-in issues stuff for Convergence, Dan Jurgens wrote the Superman tie-in issues where they showed an alternate reality where the pre-crisis, the pre-Flashpoint Superman that was married to Lois Lane had a son named John Kent. And then that Superman eventually came to the main continuity and then, you know, it gets wacky there, merged with the New 52 Superman, and that became our Superman again. But um, I never when, when they first I was like, oh, they're giving him a kid. And I, I was real kind of leery about it. I was like, I don't know about because especially because we didn't get to see him from the beginning. Like, oh, they're having a baby. They just had this kid because it was like, oh, yeah, they're in this alternate timeline. And they came over hmm. and they had just this 10 year old little boy. And um, Jan, Dan Jurgens wrote this miniseries called Lois and Clark. And that they kind of fleshed out John Moore in there before relaunching with Rebirth and Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Leeson wrote Superman and Dan Jurgens wrote Action Comics. And um, Tomasi also wrote the Super Sons run that I love so much with John and Damien. Uh, up until 
the Bendis stuff where they've aged him up now to be 18 years old and he's almost like a new character now. But that two-year period where Superman had this 10-year-old son that looked up to him so much that was palling around with him, it was like, that really works, dude. Superman as a dad really works. And it was one of those things like... When I look back on it now, I'm like, of course it does. It makes sense. But at the time, I was like, I don't know about this. But it really grew on me. And part of that maybe is just the writing. But like John Kent is probably my favorite newer character in, in a long time. Nice. Or at least he was. Until <laughs> 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 Bendis came Tell and screwed it all Bendis. Because uh, I, I, you just look at like, imagine being a 10-year-old kid and your dad is Superman, you know? And... Like, I, I just, uh, that's a fun idea to play with. And it was fun to live in that world for two to three years of comics before it all got blown up. But yeah, so John Kent, Superboy. Uh, yeah, great character. Or at least at one time. was. <laughs> Mary, what is your number three? Number three. So the next two, I'll spoil. They're both from Batman. Uh, my number three is Alfred. Alfred, okay. Yes. Because I feel like you can't have Batman without Alfred. You can't. And Alfred just takes care of Bruce. He's taken care of Bruce like his whole life and just supports him and also wants him to be happy as well. I just think he's really good. He supports. You, I don't think you have a bat family without Alfred. Like yeah. I think he's the glue of that whole thing. Yeah. Because like Batman really ties everything together. Yeah, and Bruce is so like mentally unstable and yeah. like he's kind of a dick. Like, he needs Alfred. Like yeah. he Alfred is the thing that keeps him from being like just a monster i think and obviously like i mean you can get into like the obvious stuff of like he was the father figure that bruce needed after his parents were gone He's like that moral compass yeah to make sure that he stays straight yeah um yeah alfred's a great character um like kylie mentioned he's one that you'd see on like a lot of lists if you googled it and everything but like for obvious reasons because and and, like it's a universally known character Mm -hmm. like every i mean everyone knows Alfred is Batman's butler, like even if they've never read a comic in their life. It's one of those characters that's been in media so much that it's just got ingrained in the in the culture that people know who who Alfred is. So yeah, Alfred's a great character. So Kylie, what's your number three? Mine is from the BPRD. His name is Roger the Homunculus. It's basically <laughs> kind of like a Gollum character. Okay. Where they uh, I had a I had a wikipedia this because i couldn't remember what he was made out of but he's created from blood and herbs and stewed in a jar and then incubated in horse manure (laughs) so it's so they they come across this during a bprd mission Mm -hmm. they come across this thing and uh you guys are at least familiar enough with the the movies i'm guessing with hellboy uh, not the recent one, the first two. But the first two. The first so, two. Yeah. so Liz Sherman, because Liz isn't even in the new one. Okay. So Liz, at this point, it's just wants to. She doesn't want to have her powers anymore. Her mm-hmm. pyrokinesis. Um, they come across this uh, this homunculus, and she touches like he has like a keyhole on his chest. She touches it, and it transfers her powers into him. So he actually she brings him to life, but puts her into a coma. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, and then all sorts of awesomeness ensues after that. But he feels kind of guilty that she is just kind of almost dead. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to bring her back. And at, at the end of uh, their adventure, he tries to bring her back. And he is able to transfer his the, the pyrokinesis back into her. Um, and then it leaves him dormant for quite a quite so a while. like he's in a coma now yeah exactly so he just kind of goes back into his dormant state uh and then the bprd about three years later so decide they're gonna cut this guy open and and uh, see what what it's all about and mm-hmm. abe sapien kind of stops it come he comes back to life and he 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 really kind of he was like the heart and soul i mean he just had a i mean you know hellboy is you know part of the bprd but with uh-huh. all these characters in the bprd he just he was for just being this weird created creature. He just had a soul. He was kind of human, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you felt for this guy. Um, but you find out later that the BPRD had planted a bomb inside of him because they just didn't they didn't know anything about him. Even mm-hmm. though they eventually let him on the team and he was part of the team, they put a bomb inside of him in case he went off the yeah off the. You know like the you radar, do. yeah. They <laughs> could they could blow him up, and 
a big part of this was Hellboy found out about this, and that's when he actually quit the BPRD and and left. Oh, shit. So at one point in the comics, he it was you know Hellboy and the BPRD, and he mm. found out that you know they you, you put a bomb in my friend. Fuck you guys, I'm leaving. And he took off, and he was not in the BPRD anymore after oh, that. Oh shit. Neat. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I try to pick things you guys haven't read just to, you know. Yeah, maybe, I've never read maybe Hellboy. Maybe entice you and oh, I'm sure, I'm sure there's stuff. some Hellboy fans that are listeners of the podcast that are big Hellboy I will too. say this is the first time I've actually been interested in reading Saga now that I've heard you talk about it more. So We were talking about Hellboy just now. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the previous one? Yeah, talking yes. About okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> What about Hellboy? Are you interested in reading Hellboy? I'm really not interested in Hellboy there's at all. There's so many years to, I mean, to sit down and read all of it at this point. There's so much. But it's, Would you have to read so all good. of it? Is there no like entry point besides the beginning? Oh, no. I mean, you can read. The way it's written, It's it jumps all over the place as far as like years. It will mm. go, you know, in the future and then it will go in the past. And it's just kind of all over. They, the way they were reprinting the BPRD stuff and the big hardcovers was mm. chronological oh. because they were never published. The stories weren't published chronological because okay. they jumped all over. I got you. Got you. So now you can sit down and read them in the order they mm-hmm. should be read. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, my number three is a Marvel Comics character that I never get sick of seeing. I always love whenever he appears in a book, and that is J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> he, he was a close one, too. He, if, if, Otto Octavius and Norman Osborn are perfect foils for Spider-Man. Then J. Jonah Jameson is the perfect foil for Peter Parker. Like the perfect Peter Parker villain. Like you can never catch a break with this guy. He's he's the perfect like he's one of those guys. Everyone's met one. Maybe not to that extreme. But like I think people like Jonah because it's like, oh, yeah, I've met that guy. Like most people have met that guy or worked for that guy. Um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I shit on Bendis earlier. I'll, I'll I'll give Bendis a little bit of love now because there's you've, one of my. You've, you've worked for a guy that wants pictures of Spider Man. Yep, <laughs> okay. not the kind that Jonah wants, but <laughs> he wants sexy pictures. Sexy <laughs> uh, one of my favorite moments from uh, Bendis's Ultimate Spider Man is when uh, Peter gets the job at the Daily Bugle because because in the Ultimate Universe, Peter is like 15. Okay, and so. Uh, he's at the Daily Bugle for whatever reason. I can't even remember. But there's something like wrong with one of the computers. And Peter's like a computer whiz, whatever, right? And so he's like, can, KK, can you fix this? Whatever. Like, oh, yeah, I can fix it, whatever. And Jonah's like blown away. He's like, do you want a job? He's like, well, I can't have a job. I'm like 15. Like, well, what if we made you like an intern or whatever? Like, you could like volunteer or whatever and come down here. And he's like, I don't know. I'd have to call and ask my aunt. And they're like, okay, call her. And he grabs, he looks at the phone and calls her. And he's like, she wants to talk to you. And he hands the phone to Jonah. Oh, and yeah. he's like, he's like, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes, I understand. Okay. Sure. Bye. He hangs the phone. He's like, "Never do that to me again." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so good. It works so well. Like, and I think uh, very much thanks to a performance from J.K. Simmons. A lot of people are familiar with with Jonah now, which is great because like talk about like a character just stepping right off of the the page. I mean, oh, yeah. it was it was so spot on, and it was like, man, you were born. To- <laughs> To wear that Hitler stash, <laughs> and and Stan Lee talks about that being one of his favorite characters that he ever created because he felt he he said he envisioned Jonah as what the other people at Marvel thought of him as. So that's that was kind of like it was fun for him to write because he's like, this is what everybody thinks of me. Spider Man, he's a menace. <laughs> you know, yelling at all the editors, yelling at these guys and mm-hmm. whatever, and. Uh, Stanley said he'd hoped that he'd get to play Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man movie one day, but by the time that the movie came, he was too old too to do old, it. Man. But uh, yeah, J. Jonah Jameson is a is a great character, man. Never get sick of seeing him, and especially when he's written well, dude. And Nick Spencer is doing some good stuff with him lately in Spider-Man. So that's my number three. Another reason I pick the things I do is mm-hmm. because there are so like, I mean, that, mm-hmm. yeah, Mary Jane, oh, yeah. Jameson, Alfred. These are all awesome, but why why talk about the same? Yeah. Why? Why have the same lists? Basically, For sure. you yeah. Know? Yeah. I appreciate I, you. <laughs> I tried to not. There were some that I tried to not go for because I feel like there. And but there were some like Jonah. I couldn't leave off. Mary Jane. I couldn't leave off just because, like I say, like 
that was one that impacted me a lot as a young because I just I remember like falling in love with this fictional character as like a 13 year old boy you know what I mean I'll go down when we have these lists I'll actually just go down to my comic room in the basement and look mm-hmm. at my bookshelves oh, and yeah. just kind of look at the spines oh yeah, I love that? this okay yes this and, who's yeah. in that yeah Mary you're number two my number two is Jim Gordon Jim Gordon. Uh, I knew um, it. I knew it. When you said they were Batmans, I'm like, when it was Alfred, I'm like, it's got to be Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. He's another one that I, I I left off because I was like, yeah, I, I tried to not. But, to, to nail on the head. Yeah. But God, great character, though. Yeah. So I put Jim. Um, kind of the same reason as kind of Alfred. Like, I don't feel like you have Batman without a Jim. You know, Jim is also that moral compass as well. And he's very much on the, the cop side, you know, you know, paving walking the pavement whatever you call it walking the, walking the beat walking the beat, walking the beat. <laughs> that's what it is he's walking, walking the, the pa- <laughs> he's just walking the pavement you know what i mean you gotta take it for a walk oh uh, i forgot my words um <sighs> but that's that's why i picked jim gordon jim gordon's he's, such a good he's character good. he's very good especially i mean i i can't think of what did you think of jk simmons as gordon I God, it's so hard because we just didn't get enough of him. Yeah. It, he's only in like two scenes, and it's like I feel like this could be great. I just there's not an I don't even think there's enough there to even really form an opinion about. You know what I mean? Because he he basically just plays like generic cop True. guy. Yeah. He, he doesn't get enough screen time to really even make an impression on you, which is a bummer. I liked Gary Oldman myself. He did. Yeah, oh, he did. Very I, that's well. the thing I was just gonna say. There really isn't that many bad Gordons. I mean, you could. You could say like the the Schumacher ones or whatever, but like Batman yeah, the, the animated old... series, Gordon oh, is great. Yeah. That's a yeah. great Gordon. Yeah, um, I always just think of like different comics, like moments and stuff. Like my favorite Gordon moment is probably the the one from Dark Knight Returns where it's him and the uh, what's her name Yindel, the the new commissioner that's taking over for for him as he's retiring, and they have that whole back and forth where she's like. She's like, why? Let me ask you a question. Like, why do you back up Batman so far? He goes against like everything that we believe in as as cops, as people that wear badges. Like, he's out there taking the law into his own hands as a vigilante. Because like that's her whole thing. Like, as soon as I take over for as commissioner, I'm I'm going after Batman. And uh, I mean, you have to remember this comic came out in the '80s, and Jim Gordon's supposed to be an older man at this point. So like the timeline doesn't really line up anymore when you read it in a modern sense. But when he talks about like. He remembers Pearl Harbor and he remembers FDR's voice coming over the radio and really everyone rallying around the president being like, you know, we're, we're going to go get these guys and we're going to go, you know, he's, he's like, he's, he is the reason we won that war, like no doubt. And he said, after years went by, people started talking about how maybe FDR knew that they were going to bomb Pearl Harbor and he allowed it to happen. So that way they could get involved in the war for profiting, you know, and he's like, I don't know if that's true or not, but he says it, there comes a time where you, you have to just realize that some things are maybe just bigger than you are. And like, I like Frank Miller words it so well, especially young Frank Miller with a little spring in his step still, you know, it's like the way he, the way he justifies believing in Batman, like, yeah, maybe I don't like really love Batman, every single thing that he does, but I love the entity of Batman. And like, there's a reason we need it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I love that. Gordon's a great character. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I thought of was that. Yeah. Scene that you that's, talked a, about. that's probably my favorite Jim Gordon moment ever. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good ones in long Halloween. He's a major player in that story too. And he's mm-hmm. great in it. I still need to read that. Uh, well, next week is Jeff Loeb. You can read it. Okay. Kylie, you're number two. My number two is from the walking dead. Oh, it's, okay. uh, Andrea. Yeah, I'm watching that. I'm so oh, yeah. happy that yeah. no one spoiled Andrew? my number two. Andrea Grimes. Um, the, so anyone that hasn't read the book, that's watching the TV series, they just, they shit on this character in the TV series. I was Isn't Daryl so... going to be here? Isn't Daryl the favorite supporting character? Dar- Daryl's only in the TV show. He's not oh, in the comics. He shows what I fucking know. <laughs> I have not seen the show there was or a, read There was the book, a petition so. at one point of people wanting them to bring Daryl into the comic book. I'm actually like surprised that Kirkman didn't just because of the popularity of that character. Well, this is how I would imagine Kirkman would have done it is like Brought they build it up. Him. They build it up. This is the issue he's going to come in. He's got the cover. He's in it and they kill him off by the end of the, the uh, I would have done that. And then he's like there you got your Daryl in the comic. Yeah. 
That would have been good. Okay, so Daryl's not a Kirkman thing then. No. See, he, I never he knew was that. Just for the show. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, I don't follow the show or anything, but he was like the shit though for a while, right? He was like the it's, fan favorite yeah. character. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. Is he still alive? Yes. Yeah. In the he show, is, is the he show. still a fan favorite? Does anyone care about The Walking Dead anymore? I don't know. I, I care about. I Darryl. mean, I I watched the last season and liked Aaron. Kind I don't of like gave up hear on anything it, about it anymore though. Like you don't. It's it's. I think it's. It's yeah, its course a little it's bit getting now. There. It's yeah, getting there. Okay. I'm still enjoying It's one of those shows I'm still enjoying. I For me, it hasn't hit that point where I'm like, this can end whenever. Same. You know, it, it's, I'm still interested enough that I'm like, yeah. okay, well, how are you I mean, they're in the Whisperer stuff right now, which was really creepy and awesome in the comic books. Okay. Um, and But, I mean, that wasn't too long ago in the comics. So they, I could see them wrapping the show up within a couple Especially of seasons. Especially now that the comic is over. Yeah. Like maybe they were like, we need to keep it going until Kirkman writes an ending because we don't know how to end this show. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, we have an ending now. Yeah. We can work towards... Well, they're doing movies and shit now too, aren't they? Didn't they say They're going to do the Rick movies. Yeah. Because we need those. Because he left. He left the show. And, yeah, oh, that's right. Isn't he like the you. main guy though? Yeah, in the comic book, yeah. Oh. In the show, he's like, I got better stuff to do. Right, everyone's leaving the show at this point. Oh, okay. Is that is the other show the spinoff for like before, like when it was... Be Afraid of the Walking Dead or whatever Fear, of the, Fear, Fear of the Walking Dead. Dead. I like that. I like Be Afraid of the Walking Dead. <laughs> is that still going on? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's still going on. I've watched the first season and I enjoyed it quite yeah. a bit, be but afraid. I never oh, went I watched I never the went first and, and the second. Um and I wanted to watch more, and then I just forgot about it. So I think I eventually I will go back because all because now it's because it was like a prequel of mm-hmm. when. It, but that's why I liked the first season so much. It was the it was the outbreak. Mm-hmm. You got to see it happen. Um, but now it's kind of converged, so you're getting people that are leaving the other show and coming to Fear the Walking Dead. So it's kind of hitting that they're going on at the same oh, time really? at this point. Oh, okay. I know you have a full run of The Walking Dead. Did you buy The Walking Dead like? Right from the get go, or did yes. it, or did it go for a couple issues and then you went back and checked it out? I I got issue one when it was out. Uh, I, okay. I just heard new zombie book, black and white. I'm like, oh, I'm in. I'm, oh, cool. I'm, I'm down for this. So I've I've read it from the get go. Okay. You're number two, <laughs> back to. Oh yeah, so Andrea. oh yeah, character that's actually in the <laughs> so she's kind of a badass. She she showed up really early, probably like issue two in the in the comics. Okay. Um, but she and was, she's in the she's show like too. A, or no? Yes. Okay. Well, not anymore. She was. Um, but she's like a sharpshooter in the comics. She's a badass. So when stuff's going down, she's, she's the one that's like, you get up there and you take anybody out that needs to be taken out. Uh, she had a big thing with, with Dale in the comic book. They were kind of a thing. Then he died. And, and then she ended up getting together with Rick. They got married. Mm-hmm. She kind of became Carl's mother. Uh, and then f- probably a year or so ago, she was trying to save Eugene in the comic book. Um, Eugene was trying to, there was a whole herd coming at him. Mm. He was trying to lead them away and he got surrounded and she jumped in to save him and she got bit. And so Rick stayed with her until she died. And then she came back and he stabbed her in the Mm -hmm. head and it was, it was a bummer, but the way they had her in the show, like she became lovers with the governor. Um, like I think this is probably season three or four. Yeah. And I kept thinking, because, I mean, she I, I love her in the comics. She's she's one of my favorite characters in mm-hmm. the comics. And her character in the show just was going to shit. They yeah. were shitting on her. And every, I even thought that. Every episode that came up, I'm like, okay, you can redeem yourself. You can you can pull out of this. And they never so did. So where did they, they go wrong in the show? I, like, I, what is it that this version has that the show version didn't have? Where'd they go she's wrong? a she's a badass in the comic. Oh, she, okay. They didn't. She didn't get to that point. I mean, she did to a, to, an to an extent. How was the casting? Like I like it. it's Lori Holden. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but uh, so wasn't the actresses. Not at all. Okay. I, I what what I think it comes down to is Frank Darabont is the guy who started off The Walking Dead. He's the mm-hmm. guy who did Shawshank Redemption and The Mist, and um, they had like a falling out after the first season and he got fired and he had cast a lot of his regular people. Like she was in the mist along with the guy who played Dale. Um, oh, okay. He, he cast a lot of his people that he always works with. So they started getting rid of these people throughout the seasons. Cause it's like, well, these are Frank's guys. Let's get rid of them. So they killed oh. Dale off pretty quick. And you could see that, Oh, Andrew is going to come to an end. It was just like, the Darabont people Riding they were trying the to get rid of. Yeah. So, oh, okay. and it kind of sucks because she's an 
awesome character in the book. Your number two. My number two. I'm so happy that nobody spoiled my number two because this is the one that I was probably the most excited to talk about. Uh, my number two is... Wouldn't number one be your most excited to talk about? To, to, <laughs> to a degree, but I think my number one's pretty predictable. Oh, okay. Um, my number well, two... Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> my number two is uh, one of my favorite supporting characters of all time and uh, my favorite character just all together from this series and it is Rufus from Lock and Key. Why did you steal my number one? <laughs> is that your Why number one? did you do that? Yes. I'm sorry. That was nice. really loud. Oh. That is my number <laughs> one. Rufus Why? is such a good character. He's so. Especially because uh, like. I love him. Especially because like throughout the series when the, he first comes in like oh he's kind of fun and they kind of play with him a little bit and you're like oh like you, you you so underestimate the character and it's like he just becomes this kind of fun side character and he ends up being so much more important than anyone would so, have given him oh, credit yeah. for by the end of that story yeah. that's lock and key it's such it would be so hard for me to pick a favorite but rufus is oh, Ruf, it, for me it's easy he, he's my he's, favorite character over any of the kids over like he he's my favorite character of that story just because number one i think for anyone that hasn't read Lock and Key, they never tell you like what he has. I don't think but he's basically had like Down syndrome or something. He, he's special. Yeah, he's, he's mentally yeah. handicapped, but he's like you know twelve years old or so. Yeah, he's a mentally handicapped little boy. Um, and so when you're dealing with with a subject like that, it has to be handled so delicately. And Joe Hill writes that character so well, where like it never feels like mockery. It never, you know what yeah. I mean? It never feels like a stereotype or like a parody of mental, you know what I mean? Handicap. Like it, it, it feels so authentic because like, obviously he doesn't speak normally and everything, but it never comes off as him making fun of mentally handicapped people. Like yeah. I, it's just, it's done so well. So number one, that's just like awesome writing skills from Joe Hill that it takes, I think not any writer could have pulled that off. And I'm really curious to see how or if they even put him in the TV show. They better, because if they don't, I'm gonna be mad. Yeah, I think that's a that would be a big. I'm just chunk gonna be like, but like, what do you do? There. Do you get an actor to because pretend to be so handicapped? I, I, I don't know. No, I just there's feel plenty. Like, there's plenty of actors that are out there that could right. do it. Oh yeah. I just feel like that's like touchy subject for some people. So I'm like, I'll be I'll be curious to see how they handle that because he's a huge character. Yeah. Like especially in that those last especially that last trade that, yeah. that last volume of Lock and Key. The payoff for Rufus is insane. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone that hasn't read it. But read Lock and Key. We praise it all the time. Rufus is an amazing character, man. Especially when you get to like see the world through his view mm -hmm. and see how he sees everything. Look at things the way that he does and how he interprets the way that people talk to him. And because like. He, he, people treat him stupid like mm -hmm. people treat him like he's dumb and then when you get to hear like his inner monologue and everything like no he gets a lot of stuff oh, yeah. he just has a he hard just time can't communicate it, yeah basically. he just has a hard time yeah getting things out or whatever but like he's not stupid and he ends up you know being he, such a pivotal part of that last yeah. arc of the story it's so good man so <sighs> Mary, I'll let so you talk mad. about Rufus for a little bit since that's your number one but you we, already we, said everything <laughs> What what do you like about Rufus? Everything that you said, <laughs> my goodness. Um, do you guys not talk about this before the? Uh, no, <laughs> no, we try to keep it uh, surprising. It okay. Oh yeah, I could see that. Did you yeah, guess yeah, yeah. my number one? Huh? No. Who did you I, think? I, I thought your number one was going to be Tim Drake. I really no. did. Yeah, I really no. did. No, it was Rufus. He's my. I thought he's it was going to be Tim Drake or Bart Allen. Those are the. Those are the. Those mm -hmm. are the. I was waiting for one of those. I also thought about Bart Allen. But anyways, Rufus, he's, <laughs> he's just the best. I love him. He's so sweet. He's and adorable. <laughs> he's, he functions just in a different way than everyone else, but he's so smart in a different way than everyone else. You know, it's like he can tell that he's being lied to more easily than other people can. And it's just, I just love him. <laughs> Dodge is such an asshole to Rufus and he threatens Dodge him a bunch of times and abuses him and... I just such a ballsy move on Joe Hill to to include a character like that and pull it off. Mm -hmm. I just yeah. Ha, yeah, hands off hats off to Rufus. That's just it's such a good character, man. Mm -hmm. So that's my number two, your number one. So yes. Kylie's number one. My what? number one is from my all time favorite comic book, Preacher, <sighs> which is Cassidy the Vampire. Okay. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say about this guy. He's he's <laughs> awesome. He's an awesome vampire. Um, they didn't like vampires. 
this is like the so this is it's the preacher. reason I like this is I don't know preacher. So he he was let me get the let me see if I got the dates here. I think it was like 1900. Born in 1900, mm-hmm. uh, him and his brother fought in the he was in Ireland. Him and his brother fought in the Easter Rising of 1916. Uh, in the middle of the night after a battle, uh, him and his brother were sleeping near a, a swampy area, and mm-hmm. a, this female vampire popped out and bit Cassidy. His brother shot her in the head and ran off because he figured Cassidy was dead, and Cassidy came back to vampire. Um, what I like about this, I, I, now I don't hate vampires altogether. I like when somebody does something different with them. In the world of Preacher, I mean, he's been around since 1900, and he mm-hmm. hasn't found another vampire ever. Like the one that bit him, his brother killed. There's he's he's been around forever, wandering oh, so everywhere, wandering and he's around. never found another vampire. Did he go to Transylvania? The <laughs> the one vampire he does find in the series, uh, they're in New Orleans, and it's this just douchey, like he's playing the Lestat kind of thing. He's wearing the the elegant clothes oh, and God. throwing the parties and he's just a real douchebag. Looks but like he's count. <laughs> he, exactly. He's very excited that he's met another vampire and he hangs out with him for a bit. And then he f- discovers this guy is just a wanker. <laughs> a wanker? And he <laughs> waits for him to fall asleep and he takes him out onto the roof and nails him up onto the roof oh. and sits there and waits for the sun to come up and kills him. Because he's That's like, awesome. he's like, this is the only other vampire I've ever come across mm-hmm. in centuries, and he's a douchebag, and, he's a and yeah. we don't need him around. <laughs> oh man! I think you've it's... told about, told us about that before, and yeah. it still sounds awesome. Yes, it, yeah, Casty's, Casty's great. See in the show? Yes, and they uh, they got a pretty good actor to, to play Casty, okay. but uh, he he shows up in the comic book, um, so it's basically Jesse Tulip and Cassidy. Um Tulip is on the road and tries to he's driving in his pickup truck and she's got a shotgun tries to take his truck she Mm -hmm. needs to get to her boyfriend jesse and he's like i'm not gonna i'll give you a ride but i'm not giving you my truck and that's Mm -hmm. pretty much then they go find jesse and that's how they all kind of hook up and go hunt down god and at one point in the comic book um they're in a plane and jesse's falling jesse has the the word is what he uses he can use this power the word of God. They call it the word, but yeah, it's the word of God, oh, okay. basically. Um, but whatever he says when he uses his power, you have to do. Huh. And another thing awesome about this is he doesn't use it a lot throughout the series, just mm-hmm. a handful of times. Uh, we're in the TV show. He's using it left and right. And it's kind of it's sad. It's it's too much of a crush to fall back on, I think. That's why I like the comic book where he doesn't just keep falling to that. Uh, something happens and Jesse's falling out of the plane and Cassidy's trying to save him, but you know, he can't get in the sunlight and all that. And mm-hmm. so Cassidy's either going to die trying to save him. And Jesse's just saying, let just drop me, just let me go. And he won't do it. They're best buds. They've, you know, they've gone through some shit together and he uses the word on him and tells him to let him go and drops him. Oh no. So they think he's dead. And then, so Tulip and Cassidy kind of have a, a thing. Cause they think, you know, Tulip and Jesse were, soulmates from like when they were little kids but they think jesse's dead so cassie and tulip hook up and then you find out jesse isn't dead and he comes back into the thing and then you've got this whole triangle of craziness that goes on and such a good book it's it's Mm. just that that hands down always my 56 60 so issues or so yeah it's not bad at all they didn't need to read preacher when it was dead it's good. I can't. I cannot recommend Preacher enough. How's the art style? It's Steve Dillon. If you're familiar with him, he did a lot of the Garth Ennis Punisher stuff. Seen that. Um, he worked with Garth Ennis quite a bit. He did pass away right before the TV show started. Oh, okay. I think he had cancer. That's he too bad. Away recently, uh, he definitely has his own style, but it's I like it quite a bit. As long as it fits the tone of what it it does. Like I mean, even. I think Steve Dillon did the Jason Aaron run on Punisher mm-hmm. and the way Jason Aaron wrote, I mean, just looking at the art, it felt like a Garth Ennis story because I was looking at the artist that always works with Garth oh, Ennis. Oh, gotcha. So, that's my number one. Cuckoo. Tyler, your number one? My number one is obviously Jughead. Um, <laughs> Not Mr. Weatherby? <laughs> 
<sighs> it's a two-way tie between Betty and Veronica, honestly. Um, or a three-way with Betty and uh-huh. Veronica. <laughs> um, See what I did there? No. <laughs> what about Harvey from Sabrina the Teenage Witch? I don't know. I take, take the cat. Salem. Salem. I was gonna say I take the cat. Yeah. Uh, no, shocker to no one. My number one is Lois Lane, and yeah, <gasps> what? Uh, because I mean, I <laughs> there, there's a list of reasons why I love that character. I just I love the history. I love it. I love how she's changed through the years, but at the same time, like the core of that character has never changed too much. Um, she's a go-getter. She's a take-no-shit-from-anyone kind of lady, which I love. She's got moxie. She does. <laughs> uh, she's got tenacity. Got to give me other big words. Um, <laughs> I, as a wife to Clark, she can be very like supporting and nurturing, but she can also be like a bad bitch when she needs to. Like She's got a little bad bitch in her, and I love that about Lois. Um, like she's she's fearless. She's always willing to do whatever it takes to to get whatever it is she's trying to do. And I hate when people say like, "Oh yeah, but it's easy to be fearless when you know like Superman's gonna come save you all the time, whatever." But like, I, no, I, I think that's just who she is. I think she was that way before she I, met Clark. Yeah, I think she'd definitely. be that way with or without Superman. She'd maybe get herself killed. <laughs> you know, maybe her career would have been a lot shorter. But like, I think that's just who she is. It's like in her blood. Yeah. Um. It, again, it, kind of going back to the John Kent thing, getting to see Lois as a mother was also kind of a pretty cool experience because that was something that it was like, oh, when I think Lois Lane, I don't really think like mother figure so much because she did seem like such a free spirit, you know what I mean? But it works. But I just, I love her, yeah, kick-ass attitude. She doesn't take anything from anybody. She's going to go fight for hers, you know? And especially in a time period of when that character came out in the late 30s to have a strong-willed female character that had a career that wasn't in a kitchen or a stay-at-home mom with no kids. You know what I mean? She was a single woman that took care of herself that didn't take shit from anybody. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm like that's a that's kind of a, a big deal to me, actually, to have a character from the 30s that was, you know what I mean, so, so outspoken as a woman character because you just didn't see a lot of that. And the character hasn't changed really all that much. Um, I mean, she did settle down, obviously, but I think... <laughs> I think her and Clark are, you know, obviously one of the best couples in comics just because the history is so rich there. And it's like, yeah, I mean, Lois and Clark, they have to be together unless you're Bendis and they don't. But Explain to me, though, if she's such a good reporter, how she never made the connection. Yeah, I mean, that's eventually why that uh, that had to run out. And in the 90s, they kind of were like, okay, the jig's, the jig's kind of up because, I mean, do you want the real answer? Because it was the 30s and they were for children. <laughs> That's the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why she can't see through the skies? Because the people reading them were five and they didn't care. And then in the 90s, they're like, oh, people are 40 that are reading this now. I mean, we should probably. Those like... kids have grown. Yeah. And then their kids have grown. <laughs> so, um, I mean, but I also do. There's a part of me that does kind of believe the whole thing where it's like, yeah, but. Lois doesn't look for Superman and Clark. It's it's more it's not so much of like a knock on Lois's intelligence as it is like a praise to how well Clark sells that disguise, changing himself, changing the way he speaks. It's like that oath, the way that he fumbles around. Like there's no way that that guy could be the guy that flies around and saves everybody. You know what I mean? I think I buy it to some degree because I'm like you wouldn't look to be like I think people look at especially Lois because she's obviously like infatuated with Superman like, she sees Superman as larger than life so like to look at this other guy like there's no way that there could be any correlation between those two people but I, I, I'm much more happy with them being together and her knowing that Clark is Superman so yeah Lois Lane my number one because it's obvious <laughs> There was the, there was nobody else that could have been number one, except for maybe Rufus. <laughs> Who's your honorable mentions? You said you had. A um, I had a couple. Some of them were ones you named, like Jim Gordon was there. Okay. I did have Tim Drake as one. I had Raven and Starfire as honorable mentions because I, I love both. Which of those version characters. of Starfire though? I mean, she's she's had some different incarnations <laughs> over the the um, reboots. Yeah, my favorite version of her is the is the the Wolfman Perez. The new Teen Titans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is basically the same version in the in the Jeff Johns Teen Titans, um, with with Raven. I've liked her more. 
that that original Wolfman Perez version of Raven is fine, but I I, I like her more later. I think they fleshed her out a little bit. A lot more, a yeah. Um, because like in the beginning, like she's like, oh, she's the dark girl, whatever. They didn't really get too much into her. But to be honest, my favorite version of Raven is probably the version from the animated series, the Teen Titans animated series. Um, but yeah, I love her. Uh, Mera was another character that was on my list just because I love her. I love that she's a, a queen, that she was a queen before she was with Aquaman, that she's, you know, got aquakinesis and shit, and she's, she's a bad bitch too. I thought about Foggy. Nelson. Oh, that's oh, a great one. A I didn't even think about Foggy. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Oh, shit. Record, where were you? Yeah, no, shit. <laughs> he might, that was he, for you. He yeah. might have made my list. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I, I shit. Think. Um, was, this would have been kind of a cheat because it's two people, but you can't have one without the other. Sam and Sam Twitch. Sam and Twitch was, yep. r- was oh, really they? close oh, to being okay. on my list. They, they were honorable really mentions for close. me. I love Sam and Twitch. I love their their old solo series they yeah. had, the Bendis stuff. It was good. Yeah. Oh, Foggy. That's a good one. <laughs> Mine would have been, like I said, almost jokingly last time when we were discussing the Skeets. Mm-hmm. from booster gold <laughs> um and tim drake and and dick grayson Those oh, yeah my... i mean yeah yeah. I, if dick grayson was eligible i think he he would be number one even over lois because i'm like he is the supporting character oh yeah i've heard many people make a case for him being star dexter yeah <laughs> i've heard people make cases for him being like the greatest comic character of all time and like you, I, I almost can't even disagree with it because I'm like he's the character that we've gotten to see grow up from. Yeah. The, you know what I mean? And, when you, and you didn't really see that with anybody else. No, you know? it was, no, they came in young. We got to see him grow up and like become his become own, his own thing, his own hero. Yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah, Dick, Dick Grayson is. Oh. I mean, even like you joke about like Dexter and stuff. Like, there's some great like Kilowog's a great supporting character. Mm-hmm. Um, Saronic Natu is a great character. Let's say Kyle Rayner, he's one that you know he led the Green Lantern book for a long time. So I, I, I wouldn't have counted him, but I mean, he's, he's a mate. Even when Kyle is a supporting character, he's a great character. So <laughs> that's our list guys. Let's move into some weekly picks. Mary, uh-huh. what's your weekly pick this week? My weekly pick is another podcast. Oh, it is how dare called. You? Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, it, we it, don't talk about other podcasts here, but you mentioned <laughs> the nerd dome. That's true. That's true. That's Kylie's that's podcast. True. It's an audio horror podcast called Darkest Night. Uh, it's in brightest day, darkest night. No, oh, um, I thought it was blackest night. No. It is blackest night. <laughs> <laughs> I was just working with what I had. Kind of. <laughs> darkest night is about uh, each episode is a different uh, story. So basically, we're you're following like this scientist that goes to this place called the center. And they're doing very. Ex- so is it like an audio drama kind audio of Audio drama, audio horror, yeah. So okay. um, she, so each episode she is going and she's working at the center where they're doing these uh, controversial experiments and they have severed heads and they take out the eye and they take a blood sample and then they ha- apparently they have this technology that can play back the memories of when this person died. So each episode is how this person died. And it's all tied into this whole thing about the center, and it just builds on top of each other. I'm in season two, so if anybody knows about that, that's where I'm at. So don't spoil it for me. <laughs> but it's really good. It's really good. It's very gruesome. Like there's some stuff in there where they're like they're making like the noises and stuff for like cutting somebody, and like they're gurgling, like dying, and like ooh, like <laughs> it gets to me. I'm just looking at all of our action figures on the wall, and I'm just like getting more upset. Like after you mentioned I Foggy, that. That. I'm like, man, Larflees, <laughs> Doctor Fate. I'm like, God damn it! How did I miss Foggy? I'm gonna be upset I about know, that. that was... How the hell did I miss Foggy? Kylie, what's your weekly pick this week? <laughs> I'm glad I brought uh, my, it. Up. My weekly pick is gonna be. Uh, it's. It, I'm gonna call it a guilty pr- pleasure. Okay. Okay. Um. So Bachelor in Paradise. Back. No. Just okay. This <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise might be worse than this. Um. <laughs> so back in the '90s, there was a show called Beverly Hills 90210. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, and I think I don't know how long ago it was, but they did a reboot where I think it was like the kids of the cast or whatnot. They, I never watched any. It's of that. one of those. I did watch. Been doing now. Yeah, I did watch. Um, did you see Saved by the Bells coming back? I did. I did <laughs> see that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's kind of what jump started uh, what I did yesterday because I had some uh, minor surgery yesterday, so I was kind of laid up on the couch a bit. 
and uh, they they're doing they did another reboot, and it's only six episodes, but it's not your traditional reboot. It's the actors are playing themselves, going to like conventions, and then they go to Fox and like, hey, we want to reboot our TV show. Oh, right uh, so it was it was kind of fun because I I didn't watch nine hundred two and religiously, probably like the first four seasons, and then. Shannon Doherty left and I didn't care anymore. <laughs> um, but that thing lasted 10 seasons. I know I did not watch 10 seasons. The teen dramas of the 90s. Yeah. Um, Dawson's but, but Creek. But watching and... this uh, six episode uh, reboot that they did was, it was just, it was fun. It was funny. Okay. It was, it was, it was fun to see them poke fun of themselves. Um, they did. I mean, they had it had to go nine hundred two and zero. So every now and then, you had like the there's the mystery. You know, when it was ending, there's the mystery guy in the shadows. And, yeah. Oh, who is this guy? So they had to throw their little, you know, soap opera drama stuff in there. But it was all around. It was it was a fun little, fun little show to watch. Oh, cool. So. Right on. Uh, my weekly pick. Again, I've been I've been catching up on comics because I'm a little bit behind. I, I I've been putting in a good a good chunk of. Good. I put a good chunk in this week. So I read like two or three issues of of Nick Spencer's Spider Man this week that I was behind, and that series just continues to be so much fun, dude. I I'm enjoying the crap out of it. Um, it was nice in the be- it was a nice thought in the beginning, like oh he's gonna draw this book, and then he drew like the first arc, and then he came back for like two issues, whatever. Like he just does the covers now, basically. Like he does almost every cover, yeah. but. Uh, I can't remember the last issue he did interiors for. I feel like it's been a good little minute, but I'm like okay, well. He draws a good Spider-Man. Keep doing the covers, yeah, I guess. Those, that first arc was beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, it, it was that was a happy thought. Are minute. you picking up uh, the new series? The, the J.J. Abrams? Yeah. I did pick it up. I have okay. not read so it So I, ha- I put it in my hold because I my intent was to read it and have that my pick. If, if it was good, of course. Yeah. But I, I like J.J. So, mm. um, But, of course, I forgot to grab the stuff that was in my hold. So oh. I know to and now, man. What are you going to do? Uh, um, I, I've heard some good stuff about the JJ book already this week. Good. I heard a lot of people saying it's not what anyone expected it to be, but I don't know what my expectations were for it. So I, I, I yeah, I really don't have any other than so. I've liked most things that JJ has done. Mm-hmm. So I figured I'd like. I mean, this. Sarah Bacelli's drawing it, so I mean, yeah. it's it's gonna look good at least, regardless. So she's she's okay. She, I mean, she's yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Well, time flies almost as fast as Superman, folks, and this podcast is about over. But uh, next week, we'll be back here with our next creator focus episode, which is all about Jeff Loeb. Um, that's going to be a good time as Mary looks at the bookshelf. Um, you need to read Long Halloween. That's your, that's your assignment. I was making sure that I printed the notes already. Because oh. <laughs> I prepped these. Uh, yeah. Prepped I it a month ago. Read. I'll have to read some of them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Mary, yeah. Mary needs to read Spider-Man Blue, too, because she's never read Spider-Man Blue, either. That's, God damn. I don't know, right? <laughs> so we'll be doing that next week. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on social media everywhere, Fortress of Comic Dude Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Podcast is on Spotify, Podbean, uh, SoundCloud, all those cool places, Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. Make sure you guys are checking out the Nerd Dome podcast, which I'm assuming is also available in most, if not all, of those places. All that fun stuff. What did you guys do on Nerd Dome this week? I don't know, because I had some minor surgery yesterday, and I didn't go to podcasts. single time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I wanted to go and uh, discuss how people come late to movies and then chat through them the whole time, but uh, that would be making fun of the people I do the other podcast with. Oh, is that something that happened? We went went to one of the Fathom events. Is uh, the Rob Zombie thing, right? No, that we did that as well this week, but it was the Star Trek, the motion picture. Oh, the 40th anniversary. uh, 40th anniversary. How was that? It was good. I mean, it's by far... I, that's the one I haven't seen on on the big screen, okay. um, and I could have because I did a big marathon back in the day when it was when they are, there was only six movies out, mm-hmm. and that was the one we decided to sleep in, and mm-hmm. we don't need to see that one. That's the boring movie, the first one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was it was fun. It was you know how was the Rob Zombie thing? Rob Zombie was awesome. Uh, apparently, it did so well. That's the text I got when the mm-hmm. podcast yeah. was starting. It did so well that he's doing more. Oh, cool! Cool. So, yeah. Love Rob Zombie. And we got our uh, uh, double feature tickets for Jay and Silent Bob, yeah. which is going to be cool. That's 
coming up here before too long. A few weeks. Yeah. Joker's coming up in two weeks. So yeah. We'll have, uh, I'm torn on that. We'll have a review for that. I'm that super excited. And I'm only excited for the music. Okay. For Joker? Is yeah. there good music in it? Who's yeah. doing the music? Uh, it's a bunch of different artists. Oh, okay. But. Oh, so you're, you're saying like the soundtrack, the not, soundtrack. Like the, not like the score. But I do not like Joaquin yes. Phoenix, so I'm not psyched for this. I, I don't know who he is. So. He's the Joker. But I don't know who he is. I don't know what else he's been in. He was in Gladiator. I didn't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie's face was <laughs> just utter disappointment. That's okay. I've never seen Titanic. So <gasps> You've never yeah. seen Titanic? No. <laughs> wow. Wow. I was about to say Gladiator is just one of those movies you've seen, but then I'm like, well, I haven't seen Titanic, so who well, who am I to say that? <laughs> Titanic's probably like a once a year watch. Good Anything God, else he's been really. in that I maybe have watched? He was originally yeah, Walk Line. He was Johnny I Cash. Never watched that. What did you he not, was the man in book? Did you not make her sit down and watch good stuff? Or? No. Um, <laughs> he was for a while. He was going to be Doctor Strange. He was like the top of the list, and I was like, no. Mm, okay. And then bonded Doctor Cumberbatch, and Kate got. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a Twitter thing. People like to just like come up with crazy na- Weird ways names. to say it. Yeah. Because <laughs> his name is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, that pretty much does it for us here, guys. We'll be back next week talking about Jeff Loeb. We'll uh, find some books to talk about. I don't know what we're going to I don't, I don't know what we're going to read. But uh, until next time, guys, my name is Tyler. Hi, Mary. I'm Kylie. Peace out. Everybody. <laughs>